Welcome to Driving Business Faster, brought to you by Azul Motorsports, where you become the passenger or driver in a real race car. Perfect for group events, rewarding employees, impressing prospects, team building, or cultivating clients. Broadcasting live from the Pro Business Channel studios in Atlanta, now let's join our guests along with professional race car driver and talk show host, Chris Grigalunas. Hi, everyone. Today on our show, we have Essie Escobedo at Office Angels with us here, and also Cecilia Roach at Pivot Point Group. Thank you, ladies, for uh, coming on the show today. Really, really appreciate it. Thanks Thank for, for having the invitations. us. So uh, we'll get started here uh, with, with Essie first. Uh, Essie, we'll just go ahead and jump right into it. Um, tell us your story. Uh, why did you start Office Angels? Well, 17 years ago, uh, I went through a big change in my personal life, and I had to figure out what was next. And so I thought it through, and I decided that I wanted to serve small businesses and nonprofits and associations by helping them grow. Most of the time, small businesses are perpetually putting out fires and never can get ahead. And I saw an opportunity to serve them by providing them support on an as-needed basis. So we do a lot of the uh, work that is necessary to grow a business, but things that small business owners tend to neglect, such as their bookkeeping (laughs) and their marketing and uh, just keeping a real tight ship. Yeah, very nice. And uh, about how long ago did you did you start Office Angels? Seventeen years ago. Wow! So it's been around for quite a while. That's that's very impressive. A lot of small businesses, as, as you've probably seen, have trouble making it past a couple of years or whatnot. So that's a testament to how much your uh, services are needed and how well of a job you do. Well, thank you. Uh, the reason why most businesses don't make it is because they're not thinking big picture. Um, they're, they're, they're very myopic thinking about just what needs to be done that day and not putting a good, what I call a good infrastructure in place to make sure that all of the tasks that are really necessary to grow the business are taken care of. Um, most small business owners abhor doing bookkeeping Mm -hmm. and they're really not strategic in their thinking about their marketing. Okay. So most small business owners um, are doing the work themselves. So there comes a point in time when you have to take off the hats. You have to outsource, delegate. You have to make sure that everything, all the bases are covered. And you can't. It's impossible for you to do it all yourself. Absolutely. And I'm feeling some pain myself, honestly. There's a, there's a lot to be done and not enough hours in the day. For sure. So with, uh, with a startup or, say, someone who's a solopreneur and looking to finally branch out and get some help, um, what do you see as kind of the first areas that you would recommend them, um, I guess for lack of a better term, but outsource to uh, Office Angels? One of the first things, I think, before a business opens for business. Okay, but prior to opening, okay. You need to have someone like Cecilia on board. Okay. Because... Cecilia helped me with putting together the big picture, the marketing strategy that was necessary. I mean, you can't be all things to all people. 
And she really helped me define who is my client and what is my value proposition. Why should anybody do business with Office Angels as opposed to someone else? And she helped me with my messaging. And so all of that, I think, needs to be mapped out before you start spending money on building a website or uh, anything, any other activity that you want to do for your business. That's number one. Okay. So prior to even starting, you would recommend someone enlist a professional to help you kind of get your big picture together so maybe you don't have a false start or you have to pump the brakes or even go in reverse in order to get back on track. Well, a lot of times people are passionate about what they love to do, but you have to really do a little market research. Does anybody want to buy what you have to sell? Mm-hmm. And, and what, what's the pricing going to look like? And who, how do you reach those clients? So that all has to be done because you may not have a viable business model. And that means you're, you have to rethink. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Don't quit your day job. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So, so number one, even before you start, is, uh, is marketing. And, and one thing that uh, I personally have done as well is hire an accountant to help you uh, understand how to even form the business. But besides those things, after you get started, or maybe even right before you get started, what are some of the other services you you believe that um, a small business owner should look at offloading? Well, that's the next big thing. uh, From the very get-go, you have to crunch your numbers. Mm -hmm. You have to find out what your break-even is. You have to allow for all of the expenses, upfront expenses, Mm -hmm. You have to figure that you're going to allow yourself to be paid. <laughs> Otherwise, why? Um, you may not be able to pay yourself for a couple of years, but you still have to build it into the numbers because at the end of the day, if you cannot set aside money to pay yourself, then really you don't have a business, you have a hobby. Right. Um, so, So the next step, is you've got your marketing together. Um, you're going to crunch your numbers. You're going to find. You're going to allocate a budget line item for the things that need to be done. You're going to have your your upfront costs like mm-hmm. building the website, getting insurance, um, uh, getting maybe you need to get things copyrighted. Uh, you know, getting everything that you need so that you can open your doors, basically. And then you have your reoccurring expenses, monthly expenses. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, definitely one of the biggest uh, areas that we help our clients with is in the bookkeeping. Mm-hmm. And, and, and as a matter of fact, as Cecilia and I started working together, that was an area that she really needed help with. Okay. Very nice. I'm a marketing person. Mm-hmm. I hate numbers. I, I can make money, but I don't want to deal with what to do with it after you have it. I don't want to calculate break even. I just want to know I'm doing what my clients need done. They're happy, and I'm happy. So part of my challenge was I thought, oh, this QuickBooks can't be that hard. I'll just do it myself. Those are the best clients for Essie's company because when you try to do it yourself and you fail miserably, mm-hmm. you will pay anything to have someone take this pain away. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I became an Office Angels client almost two days after I incorporated. 
I just knew I wasn't any good at it, and it was going to take me forever, and it was way cheaper to hire somebody else to do that. So to your point, uh, sometimes spending money, you spend money to make money, or not sometimes, most Mm -hmm. of the time you do, and especially when uh, your time might be, uh, if you were an hourly person, say, for instance, a lawyer, and you were doing $200 an hour, it doesn't make sense for you to do bookkeeping that you can hire someone at at less than $200 an hour for an hour worth of work, and they get it done quicker and more efficiently and more accurately. Well, and it's also a real struggle for entrepreneurs and business owners who don't want to be spending any more money than they have to. They mm-hmm. think it's cheaper if they do it themselves. And I thought that too, but I learned very quickly it wasn't. I was losing a lot of new business opportunity because I couldn't be out chasing business mm-hmm. and signing contracts if I was busy trying to figure out how much I owed to Office Depot. Right, right. So uh, back to Essie here, it sounds like you have marketing people, you have accounting people. You had mentioned insurance and all these other things. Do you have uh, pretty much a full service if people wanted you know, help in a certain area? could Do you have help in those areas? Basically, is yours a full service outsourcing or, or how are you, I guess? We focus you, yeah. on uh, back office work. Back office. Okay, gotcha. Uh, support services. And, but we want to be a resource for our clients. So I have cultivated um, professionals like small business attorneys, CPAs, insurance agents, people that I vet, that I feel, you know, I, I don't get any kickbacks. I don't, mm-hmm. I, I don't take any referral fees or anything like that. I just want to take care of my clients. Mm -hmm. So I want to make sure that the people that I'm recommending to them are hand-holding, are cost-effective, are good listeners, and are experts in their respective fields that are going to really take care of our clients. And so when I just, you know, when, when a new client comes in and I see that they don't have an accountant, mm-hmm. um, I have a very short list. Mm-hmm. You know, if they need if they need a good payroll company, mm-hmm. again, I have another very short list. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I say, hey, I'm going to give you three names. You you need to interview all three of them, and then pick which whichever one you feel is the best fit for you. Mm-hmm. So the rest of it, we do. Okay. We do administrative work. We do the bookkeeping, um, we do CRM, uh, marketing support. Excellent. And so you uh, kind of touched on on price and uh, and the expertise. So how does that, um, from what I understand, you offer a very high level of service um, to small businesses, but it's at an affordable price. How do you make that happen? I'm working with professionals who are out of the full-time workforce. I, I call it the at-home workforce. So these are seasoned professionals that are looking for work opportunities that basically they can do on their own terms on a very limited, as-needed basis. Okay. So the trade-off for these people is the flexibility a- aspect. They're not going to command the, the dollars that they once did in corporate but they have the flexibility, and they're doing meaningful work, mm-hmm. and they're really making a difference in the lives of the small business owner, which is a real turn-on. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, say, for instance, I need help. Uh, how does the process work? How do we get started? Well, first, I, I would meet with you. 
We get to know each other. Um, I always assign a homework assignment. Mm -hmm. I, I said, I want you to make a wish list. I wish I had someone who could help me with list mm -hmm. of all of the tasks that you're doing that you don't necessarily have to do yourself. Uh, and then we go over the list. We prioritize the list. And then I go, I'm a matchmaker. Okay. I, I bring you candidates that I feel have the expertise and also the personality fit. Uh, so that you interview each other. And then if you both agree, yeah, this seems like to be a good match, then we enter into an agreement and we go to work. And we have no minimums. Some of our clients, I, I like to use the example of a um, home inspector who could effectively do two home inspections a day. It takes about four hours. But then he would have to go and download all the photographs and write the reports and confirm the appointments. This poor guy never had a life. Mm -hmm. So he came to me and we, we signed him up with one of my angels for one hour Five days a week. Mm -hmm. That gave him his life back. Wow, just like that. Just one hour a day, five days a week. Because she could do all of that stuff while he was out in the field doing the, the inspections. Mm -hmm. And he, he was as happy as he could be. That's a great story. Um, shifting gears now, let's, uh, let's get over to Cecilia here. Um, so, Cecilia, uh, you had mentioned earlier how... Um, you and SER are working together. Uh, you, you enlist her services for Office Angels. How did y'all meet? We met at a professional networking event, and we found that we had exactly a great personality fit, and also she had expertise I needed, and I had some that she could use. So it worked out to be very um, collaborative, and I think we both understand the mind of an entrepreneur. Um, these are very optimistic people. Mm -hmm. They're can-do folks. They don't want to hear that they can't do something, but they do want to hear that they're not out there all by themselves and alone. So I think, you know, being able to look at an expert who can come in when you need them and not be on your payroll, because everyone's trying to keep payroll low, mm -hmm. keep employees low, mm -hmm. um, it's a very attractive model. And I think that's why we were able to work well together. The, the biggest challenge, I think, for entrepreneurs and business owners when they get started okay. is that they don't realize it's only about them the day that they file those papers to incorporate. After that, it's all about the customer, mm -hmm. what the customer needs, how they want it, how they want to pay for it, and how it's structured. And I think um, a lot of times marketing is kind of a, a voodoo black box kind of thing. They don't understand why all this marketing costs all this money. But what they end up doing is thinking, I'll just do my marketing myself. And they do very tactical things that are not backed with a strategy and don't really move the needle. So the challenge is to understand who is your target market. Most entrepreneurs want to do what I call ABC marketing with is anybody with a checkbook. <laughs> they don't want to say no to anybody. Right. They don't want to leave any money on the table. Right. And because they are so optimistic, they think they can do everything. Mm -hmm. And yes, they probably can, but should they? Is there a better way to be spending your time? So I help companies like Essie's really focus in on who is the most attractive place in the market, where, where should we focus, and where can we make money, and where can we really make results for the entrepreneur or the business owner? 
Excellent. So uh, that's how y'all met and kind of how y'all worked together. Tell me, uh, how did you come up with the marketing business in the first place? Tell me your story. I was a starving newspaper reporter okay. back in the 70s and decided I was a little tired of starving. So I went the corporate path through corporate marketing and specialized in healthcare and technology. And I really like those markets because they change on a very um, rapid pace. They are never the same. And I'm totally and permanently curious about everything. So I like to figure it out. And two days later, you got to figure it out all again. And that's what really drives me. And I found that working with entrepreneurs and business owners was fun because you could really shape the whole company and help them understand the value of specialization. So that's kind of how I started. I started Pivot Point 12 years ago because I like to say that when we get involved, things change. Nice. That's a great mm -hmm. tie-in. Um, so how can marketing generate sales for small businesses? There's a lot of different ways you can do it. The, probably the thing that most people overlook is they're not marketing to their comp current customers for referrals. And that's the best way to shorten the sales cycle, get to the top of the list as far as a preferred vendor relationship would go. Um, you're not going in on a cold call. You're going in on the recommendation of somebody who's already trusted. So I like to do referral-based marketing programs for my clients. I also like to get them to engage in some pretty aggressive PR that raises their visibility in the markets they serve. What's hard about PR is it can become kind of an egocentric exercise where okay. everybody wants to be interviewed, but does it really matter unless those people are going to buy something? Mm -hmm. So it's very targeted once again. And targeted is a word that mostly puts off entrepreneurs and business owners because of leaving the money on the table. Hmm. They don't want to commit. They might be wrong. They'd rather be everything to everybody, which is impossible. Absolutely. And uh, some people set out uh, with one uh, target market and they end up settling on something else further down the road based on maybe research or what. Maybe they have something in their head. But based on the facts or experience or whatnot, maybe it sometimes shifts. Well, and sometimes if you listen to your potential customers, they'll say, I don't want X, but I would pay a lot of money for Y. You may change your entire business model because of the input you get from the customers. That's, that's great uh, information, too, because um, even when I started Azul Motorsports, we uh, kind of focused on the individuals and... Um, We've expanded, and now we're more targeting the corporations or the corporate events for team building, rewarding mm -hmm. employees and whatnot. We'll never lose sight of the individual because uh, I'm very passionate about, on the individual scale, people getting uh, excited about it, bucket list dreams, that sort of thing, right? I want, always want an outlet for them. But to your point, where you're actually focusing your dollars and your time and everything else would be more on the corporate area. So um, we've pivoted as, as we've kind of grown and, and seen what the market will bear and what the customers are looking for. Well, and you've also really tapped into an emotional connection because you give an experience. Um, right now, there's a real trend across all demographics for the experience over the product or service. Products and services are seen as kind of table stakes and necessities, but people are very interested in um, paying a premium for a premium experience. Absolutely, yeah. Memorable, too, right? Mm -hmm. Not your run-of-the-mill type of thing. Um, so what's next? What, what's on the horizon for you? What, what's upcoming? 
I'm working on um, a class for doctoral students on how to write more effective dissertations. And it's really interesting to me that um, everybody has to write, but nobody ever gets taught how to write. <laughs> so, Other um, than proper grammar and grammar yes. school. Yeah. But it's, it's all about <laughs> being compelling okay. and inspirational and being able to frame your story in a way that motivates the reader to actually take the action that you request of them. So it's more than just communicating information. It's really getting them to get moving. And also make kind of an emotional connection or something with the words that are on the page. Mm -hmm. Make them want to read more or complete, you know, the the article or however long the uh, dissertation might be. (laughs) And make them think it was their idea to read it in the first place. (laughs) A lot of times if you can just drop breadcrumbs along the way and they Mm -hmm. can discover the aha at the end, they'll own that as opposed to you just telling them what the aha is. So people want to really earn the knowledge. And that's one thing that you can keep in mind when you're writing any kind of article or paper or even ad copy. Those are some really good tips. Appreciate you sharing that. Thank you. That's great. I told you she was great. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Two great, two great guests here. Um, so, Essie, going back to you, what's next for you? Oh, gee. I, you know, I, I really love my job. I can't imagine not doing my office angels work mm-hmm. so for me um helping more small business clients and supporting my fantastic angels I, I spend my time vetting new angels and i do I, all of my business comes by referral okay so i'm out there mm-hmm. uh attending uh business events mm-hmm. and um so I, I just want to do more of the same. And it seems like you're loving it. You're, you can't see this through the uh, through the microphones, but she's smiling the whole time she's talking. So <laughs> loving every minute of it. I like it. Um, so uh, what do you do to drive your business faster? Kind of the theme of the show, driving business faster. So what, what do you do or what do you recommend people do to drive their business faster? I think taking the time to put in place a really tight infrastructure to have your team in place, to 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 have top quality people that are going to support you and that are invested in your vision, um, that is really really is going to help you grow the business. As I said earlier, instead of just putting out fires. Mm-hmm. That's great. And uh, Cecilia, and same question to you: how how do you drive your business faster, or how do you recommend people? drive their businesses faster? Well, my business is very similar to Essie's in that we only work by referral. We've never advertised. We don't have a website. We do all those terrible things that marketers should never do. (laughs) But one of the reasons that I think it works is that we work with a handful of clients and we stay very focused on what we do well. When someone asks us to do something that we don't have a background on, we're happy to refer it to a partner. And I think that's a big challenge for business owners and entrepreneurs because they don't want to say no. Mm-hmm. So um, I think being able to say no to an opportunity that frees you up to say yes to a bigger opportunity is the discipline that's really needed. And that's a lot of what we're doing right now is, is deciding how we're going to go forward and where we're going to specialize. Mm-hmm. So um, if I could rephrase this, so um, 
what you do is if it's not within your domain of expertise, you don't necessarily say, nope, good luck. You're more like, hey, we might have a good referral partner for you that you should look into and they could definitely have more experience in this and we feel comfortable referring them to you because we've worked with them in the past, have a built relationship, that sort of thing. Absolutely. I don't ever like to say no to a client, right. but I do want to be sure that I give them to somebody who, as Essie has said, has been fully vetted and I'm happy to make the recommendation, but I always want them to feel that they chose that person. So I'll give them a couple of names to look at. I'll get a lot of um, questions about digital marketing people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times a company will want one digital person to do everything digital, which is a pipe dream. Everybody digital is specializing in a bucket of expertise. So you might have to hire three people on a part-time basis to get what you perceive to be as a one job done. Mm. So um, digital is one thing that's very hard for companies to understand because they don't have a grasp of that marketing strategy or tactic. Right. And it's really hard for them to go figure out what they really want. Right. They, they want a person to do all these things, but that's not one person. Right, right. And, and that's also goes down to the specialization, right? Specialization mm-hmm. of, of what you do and who you refer it to. And, um, you know, there might be one person for LinkedIn. There might be one person for a website. There might be one person for all these other things who, who there's tons of digital media these days. There's there's no shortage of that, for right. sure. And the social media is, is a huge challenge for companies because everybody's using it as a consumer, and they want to tap into those networks to use it for the business, but that's a tricky transition to make. It is, absolutely. And... Um, as far as as far as we're going on time, we're going to be wrapping up here pretty shortly. But um, one last thing: how do they how do they get in touch with y'all if if uh, someone out there has an interest in uh, in utilizing your services or just learning more? The, the easiest way would you just call me directly. My number is four zero four six four four three five eight two, and I will answer the phone. <laughs> awesome. My website is officeangels.us. Excellent. Officeangels.us. Mm-hmm. And there's a form on there you can get in touch and has tons of great information. So Yeah, my phone number's there. My email is there. My picture is there. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of testimonials are there. Right on. Right on. <laughs> well, we really appreciated uh, having both of you all on the show today. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much for taking your time uh, out here. Just to recap, uh, kind of what Azul Motorsports does is we do race car experiences and advertising. So, on experienced part, you can ride or drive, good for individuals or groups. So, uh, like I mentioned, we're, we're um, actively pursuing the corporations for their team building, rewarding employees, client cultivation, that sort of thing, so that they have a memorable experience, and the, and the people that come out there will really remember that and, and, and a good experience, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, that's where we're focusing. And depending on what you want to do, so team building would be different than maybe a client cultivation where – Team building, you can have tire change competitions like pit crew competitions, mm-hmm. right? Kind of have a little uh, competitive nature to it, four people teams, five people teams, whatever. You know, we, we figure it out with, with the size of the group. Whereas a sales, in, uh, a sales one or a client cultivation one would look a little bit different. You probably want to have your potential customers doing tire changes out there, <laughs> right? So we would rent uh, possibly a, uh, a room at the track, climate controlled, where you could have uh, a reception room where your current customers... Uh, can talk with potential customers or prospects and kind of mix and mingle there at the racetrack all the while getting the experience of their life around the racetrack riding shotgun with a professional driver 
which uh, takes place on uh, road race tracks where you turn right in addition to turning left. So it's more than an oval and up to 30 cars on track at the same time for multiple passing opportunities and no pace cars. So it's a very thrilling, very exciting environment to be in, to say the least. <laughs> and you're the professional driver. I'm one of a few, yes. We, uh, we, we can scale events anywhere from just a few people all the way up to 60 to 80 people. So we can really uh, scale, and uh, hopefully in the future we can even do more. So uh, with that, really appreciate you all coming out and being on the show again today. Thank, Thank you, you very much for your time. Thanks for having Thank us. You. Thank you again for joining professional race car driver and talk show host Chris Grigalunas and his guests on this episode. Use the social media links here to share this episode and stay tuned for the next installment of Driving Business Faster, brought to you by Azul Motorsports, where you become the passenger or driver in a real race car. Perfect for group events, rewarding employees, impressing prospects, team building, or cultivating clients. To connect with the show sponsor, visit AzulMotorsports.com. And to listen to more episodes, visit DrivingBusinessFaster.com.